Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host. Good evening, KOTO listeners. You are tuned in to Off the Record. I am your host, Julia Caulfield, and I am joined in studio by some literary connoisseurs of Telluride and San Miguel County. Um, we have Tiffany Osborne and Chris Antoine from the Wilkinson Public Library. Turn your mics on. Um, <laughs> and we have, currently, we have Evan McMillan representing the Between the Covers bookstore, and we'll have Kelly Fox joining us in a few moments as well. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Yes, happy to be here. Um, As a reminder to our listeners, this is a call-in program. So if you have any book recommendations you want to share with folks, if you have questions about books that you need a recommendation, you have thoughts, you have questions, you have comments, you have concerns, give us a call, 970-728-4333. We'll bring you live up on the air and you can chat with these folks who know way more than I do. To get started, I know we're just going to like jump in real fast to books and recommendations and what we're reading and what we should be reading. But before we get there, and I know Tiffany, you've answered this one before because you've been on before, but I would love to hear from each of you. How did you fall in love with books and what keeps you reading them and um, engaged with these stories? Christiane, everyone's looking at you, so you're going first. (laughs) Um, Great question. Um, I... I honestly think Evan helped me get in touch with books again and fall in love with them again as an adult. Um, he's a huge reader, and he's my husband, by the way. And, um, yeah, he he really helped me to just pick books back up and get back into them. And then I started working at the library and being, you know, surrounded by all these awesome books and people who love books, and that really helped, too. Evan, we'll go to you since you just got name-dropped in the last answer. (laughs) Sure. Well, I guess it started with my dad. He would read the Lemony Snicket series to myself and my sister, along with lots of other great books. And then that just progressed into Harry Potter, and from there it was a slippery slope. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, okay, I'm just struggling. I just realized I'm sitting with people that read Harry Potter when they were a kid. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. All right. Um, he didn't say that he was a child. I mean, it is true, but, you know, he didn't specifically say that. Um, no, I'm just joking. Um, I've always, re- I just can't remember a time in my life when I didn't read and, um, and didn't read voraciously. Um, Any time was a good time to read. You could read with exams. You could read during class. I grew up with textbooks, and if you had your textbook that were covered, like you had your textbook covered, but you could put a book in between the textbook and sit at your desk, and you were such a good student because the teacher thought you were really like doing everything, but I was actually reading a book. Um, I went through like a stage where I really tried to read a book a day. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. A book a day? Oh, I, and I still can do that, but the problem... Like a chapter book, or like does picture books count? No. Okay. <laughs> no it was full-on fiction. Um, and now, and I can do that now, but the problem is, is I can't live light. Like, like, I have to, and I have children, and I have the such, and a job, and apparently there is a life out there, so you just can't do that anymore. But just have always loved it, and I love talking about it. I love that. Chrisanne... You mentioned something that I think maybe many folks can kind of identify with is the kind of like coming and going from reading. And, you know, I can imagine that there are folks who maybe who are listening who are like, I don't read. This isn't for me. What was it? Do you have any advice? I guess you said that Evan was really helpful in that. But just like if you're maybe in a reading slump or you haven't picked up a book in a while, you haven't found something that's just like really speaking to you, like, what are some ways that you would recommend to like get back in it if people want to? Like, if you want to read, but you're just like not in that groove, how do you get? How does Stella get her groove back? Come to the library. I mean, that's the perfect place. Just surround yourself with books. And and Tiffany and I both agree. Like, pick up a book and 
and read a few chapters if you have to. If you're not into it, then pick another book. Like you life don't have is to... too short to not. Exactly. I mean, you like just put it down, go to something else. There's there is something always available. Don't. Uh, I think. Are you this person that once you start a book, I have a really hard time not yeah. finishing a book even yeah. if I hate it, and then I just don't read. I know, and then you get uh, like you're like you're afraid and you yeah. don't want to do it again. I know. So you just have to stop. just stop and and put it down and move on and there's something because reading is subjective right it's all your mood and you can come back to that book later but try something else because you just don't know what's going to hit you at that right and reading something because you're supposed to just doesn't always go well and it's yeah and that's how a lot of us grew up is reading books that we had to read and it wasn't as fun. And now we can, some of us have the freedom to read whatever we want to read. And that's really amazing. And there are so many genres and so many authors and so many different styles of writing. It's, I, we have a book club at the library. We do light lunch. I do light lunch. The last book we just read, I, I couldn't finish it. I put it down and I went to book club and they're like, how, what do you mean? I'm like, I, there's no can't do it can't do cannot go to the dystopian take the children away i am nope done so don't you feel bad i'm like no no (laughs) no i don't (laughs) moving on and it was our missing hearts and celesting and it was a great book that came out in 2023 i mean 2022 2023 i think last year i think last year 2022 um I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight with that, but I you know you would think that that would be just right up my alley, and I just couldn't. I was like, yeah, nope. I'm not crying. I'm not gonna cry for this book. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> it just wasn't right for you. It was not right at the time, but I could pick it up next year and go, oh my gosh, I totally get it now. So I, I leave myself open for that. Yeah, you should try it, Julia. I know. Well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Every year that we that we do this, I also write down just like a million book suggestions, I'm, which is the point. <laughs> it is the point. I actually, I will say, so we've done a book show um, f- uh, several times now, and we, I feel like we often kind of time it around now. I think the election season is done. I'm like, I want to talk about fun books. <laughs> um, and I, I, I've gotten better. There, I, there have been several books that I have put down, and I was just like, you know what? I'm not feeling it right now. So, look, I'm growing. I'm growing as a human. <laughs> um, what books are each of you reading right now? I am reading The Language of Flowers. It's an older book. Um, it is the Light Lunch Book Club book for the library. Uh, Vanessa Diffenbaugh. Diffenbaugh. And Diffenbaugh. It came out in 2012. And I went to this because um, I was really in search of a lighter book after I've tortured everybody in the book club with all my dystopian <laughs> and a little bit harder reads and family. And not that this isn't, but this is, um, you learn a lot about flowers. I'm not so sure if the story is completely believable as one of my um, book club members said, I just don't know that this could happen. I'm like, that's so not the point. Um, but you learn so much about flowers and it's just kind of one of those things that I think for this time of year, we just might need a little bit of of flower time, even though it's snowing and really cold. All right. What about you, Miss Chrisanne? Um, I, should I say an unrecommendation? Because <laughs> I, I just finished a book that it was actually really interesting because I, it's called, I fell in love with hope by an author called Lynn Colley. She's from France. And, um, it's about four patients in a children's hospital. And that's kind of what what pulled me into it because I was like oh this is like a really unique setting and really unique characters I've never read a book like this and it was filled with purple prose which I had never heard of that term before yeah what does that mean it's it's when somebody kind of tries too hard with like descriptive language so like every sentence was trying to be quotable and it was it was hard to read, um, and it just kind of lost the storyline along the way. But um, I finished it, and it helped me learn about you know what I don't like. <laughs> Do you feel like it would maybe be a book that would work for? Because I feel like I talk with folks about this. Of some people are you you want to read a book for plot? Some people you want to read a book for character? Some people you want to read a book for? 
the poetry of language. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, like, for maybe the, the poetry of language folk, it would maybe work? Possibly, but it was <laughs> Cause almost like... Still, like no. <laughs> it was almost like an immature version of that as well, because she's kind of a new writer, and I think she's kind of learning her style. Got it. All right, do you have one lined up that you're excited for? Um, I'm actually... We're reading a book for a teen book club called The Spirit Bears Its Teeth, and it's a like fantasy set in a an alternate Victorian England, and it's about a it's about an autistic transgender boy who is going to a finishing school to be turned into the perfect wife, and it like sounds crazy, wow. and it has some like intense body horror to it so it's it definitely has like more of that horror to it um but i'm looking forward to reading that one dang evan what are you reading so i just started a, a reread of wizard of Earthsea by ursula k Le Guin, and that's one that is just a total comfort read for me i read it every couple years i'm just a she's great with that poetic language and I just love the characters and the world. What's it about? I don't think I know that one. So it is about a wizard in this land called Earthsea, which is this archipelago, lots of different islands. And uh, it came out a while ago. I'm not exactly sure when it was published, but he goes to wizard school and graduates and he wanders this fantasy world going on different adventures. You can see a lot of... um, influence it had on later writers like J.K. Rowling and Hogwarts and stuff. And, but it's a short book. It's it's like a fantasy epic that's only 200 pages. She's really economical with <laughs> her language. And, <laughs> so if you want a short fantasy book, a lot of them are total bricks. But this one, it's a sh- quick read. They are. The language they're is beautiful they're and huge. the plot is great. So highly recommend. Nice. We have Kelly Fox joining us. Thanks for being here. You can, you can pull that down as well. <laughs> um, we're going through the list of what are you reading right now? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm actually in between books right now. I just finished um, rereading Fourth Wing and reading Iron Flame, which just came out. Um, and I mean, do we need to talk yeah, about that? I think we, I think we should. Yeah, should I have not point. read it. <laughs> should we just, let's talk about it now. What are these books? I mean, Kelly. Oh Kelly, start. Um, Kelly, start. Like, I mean, I would say, I would venture to say... Mm-hmm. Now, they both came out this year, mm-hmm. in 2023, yeah. which is unusual for them to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been one of those things that, I don't know what it was like at the bookstore, but when it came out on the, at the library, it kind of sat there for a, a little bit, and we're like, well, what is that? <laughs> and then um, you had a few people in the know, like my daughter, and she was like, what? It's there? And I'm like, oh, here we go. Um, and now it's probably the hit of the mm-hmm. year. And then I mean, Fourth Wing went, and you never saw it again. Mm-hmm. Like, we have not, having it at the library, like, I, I passed it off to Miss Julia this morning. And I was like, oh, here you go. She's like, do I want to read this? I'm like, yes. Yes, you <laughs> this do. This is your only opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, maybe. I'm like, no, you don't understand. You won't get it. And Take so it that's, now. That's mm-hmm. one of our big recommendations this year. And I think it's going to be amazing for Christmas. It's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. Um for all the co- kids coming home from college, my kids coming home from college, and she's like, can you get Iron Wing and hold it for me? And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. But, um, yeah. and she's going to buy it anyway, so I don't even know why she even mm-hmm. said that. What is it about for folks who are now uh, like, oh, I have to get my hands on it? Um, so it's an adult fantasy. It's based at um, a war college um, where people learn how to ride dragons and you like bond with your dragon and you manifest powers and you know I like won't spoil anything but there's unrest in the kingdom and um, it's very spicy so there's that to look forward to as well it's definitely not young adult um, even though the beginning reads like that because it's you know an academic setting which usually I'm not into but uh, once I got a couple chapters in I literally couldn't put it down over the summer and got like the worst sunburn of the entire (laughs) summer sitting on my porch reading it book tan yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then the second one kind of deals more with like politics and revolution like although I think a lot of the draw on like book talk and it's a very um 
you know, internet popular book right now. Um, a lot of that focuses on the romance part of it, but I mean, the thing is huge. Like it is a brick of a fantasy novel and most of it is like politics and world building, which I think is pretty cool. And similar to like the Accord of Thorns and Roses. Um, I mean, I think it's got all of that, right? It's a mix yeah. of like Hunger Games, Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, Accord of Thorns and Roses. Mm-hmm. Like it's got some Sarah J. Matt, like you've got yeah. all these elements in it, but For it sure. reads like it reads really mm-hmm. For folks who maybe are not drawn to fantasy off the jump, would Mm -hmm. still enjoy it, you think? Mm -hmm. One of my friends um, is reading it right now, and she's not usually a fantasy reader, but she texted me and was like, this is exactly what I needed. She's, like, traveling to Columbia or whatever. And I think a lot of it is, like, like women overcoming obstacles as well. Like, the main protagonist Mm -hmm. um, has a disability physically, and she's, like, overcoming that while, like, being indoctrinated into this dragon riding school that she was never supposed to go to. Um, so there's a lot of that as well, which is cool, I think. And I do believe, I was telling Julia, that she is a Colorado author. Is she? Uh, she's so we're just going to make her come and hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I'm not yeah. starting that rumor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We can start it. This is her first fantasy book, yes. too, because mm-hmm. she, she wrote all romances before this. And then she mm-hmm. kind of spurred this revolution of romanticy which i just love <laughs> that, that genre <laughs> yes. what is a romanticy well and it's similar i read several of them but not all of them and there's a million of them what is um the outlander series right it mm-hmm. right that's is it historical well, that's historical, that's historical. Uh, right so not not similar i mean but also there's a fantasy element there's, guys there is. Totally she time travels do you feel like i i wonder this because um I feel like, and maybe it's just people are talking about it more and like like owning it a little bit more, um, or it's actually happening more. That like I feel like more people are just like leaning into the fact that they enjoy romance novels in a way that maybe it's also just me growing up and being an adult. But do you feel like you're seeing more of these books that are kind of like blending, like bringing that element into it while also having more plot-driven elements as well besides just that romance piece? I think it depends on the person. I think I think if you look at the New York Times list, yes, it's definitely that element is there, which means that more people are reading it, I guess, is how you want whether it's online or being bought or being checked out. Um, you still have some very diehard people that will never, ever... Um, do it or even admit to do it especially here like like reading romance yeah, yeah. they would know that's a no um why not why do we have this why do we have the stigma on romance novels you're not a, i you're the wrong person i like <laughs> we have we have someone oh we calling. have a call okay maybe they have our answer <laughs> hi you're live on kodo is this julia it is indeed Hello, it's Mo Hannah. Hello. I've been sitting outside of my car. I'm late for a dinner party, and I hate to turn it off, but I wanted to turn you guys away from fantasy and romance. Blah. You are, you are not a fan of fantasy and romance? Oh, neither. But Tiffany texted me, and it finally, I had to think for a long time, and my favorite book is Go as a River. Grow as a river or give a uh, girl as a river? Go, go, as, a river. go as a river. Shelley Reed. Go as a river. Love that. Um, okay. Yeah. And. Is that Mohanna? Uh, okay, Mohanna. <laughs> <laughs> I um, and her, I love I this show and I, I want to be invited to I can hear her, her kind of, I can hear her voice is going to carry all the way through. <laughs> Hold on now. <laughs> yeah, Go as a River, um, I would say, is one of our favorite. It's one of those books, too. Oh, God. I think we we bought maybe ten copies of plus ordered four more, right. and we never see it in the library. It's always checked out. I'm going to send there it are to my mom all over Christmas. Reading yeah, it, and so there's good. one currently happening in town right now. <laughs> reading it, so I mean, it's just one of those books that, yeah. um, for the most part, most people love. There's definitely been some feedback, but for an indie book, the, um, it's one yeah. of the best ones out there for sure. That's been enjoyable so this year. I love this show, and I'm super sad yes. that I'm going to miss the rest of it. But yay, books. Readers are leaders. Go, go, go. Thanks for calling <laughs> in, Mo. <laughs> All right. You can 
Go to dinner now. Yeah, take Mo's advice also and, and give us a call, uh, 970-728-4333. With that said, we might have to do a little bit of a music interlude so we can try and get the headphones working <laughs> so y'all can hear. <laughs> There's probably a button that I have not pushed. Um, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, go on. Go ahead. So on that note, I did, um, I don't know if the rest of you, I did take some time today and ask some people like what they thought, what their favorite books of the year. Um, Dennis from the library was definitely on the fourth wing <laughs> and Iron Flame. Um, he's also reading Empire of the Summer Moon. He's listening to that and loves it. Um, Lars Carlson, one of our town's count, town councilmen. He, um, former. He, former, sorry, thank you. Former town councilman. Um, thank you, I should... Um, they that was literally... All of the rest of today was that. people tuning into town council or yeah. turning the dial. Um, he loved Lessons <laughs> in Chemistry and uh, Killing Moon by Joe Nesbo. Creepy but good. And he said the best nonfiction was Elon Musk. Oh. Um, I know. Which, if you read all the reviews, everybody says it was so well written. Elon Musk isn't that great, but it was such a good book. Hmm. It was so well written. Um, David Lavender, um, teacher, school district teacher for I don't know how many years now. He's on the school board. His favorite book. Getting sworn in on Thursday. Getting sworn <laughs> in on Thursday. Um, his favorite book of the year was Demon Copperhead. Mm. Um, Booth by Karen Jo Fowler and All the Sinners by S.A. Crosby. He's like, it was a, it's a fun read. It's trashy read, but it's not trashy. So, you know, <laughs> David, if you're listening, you can call in too. And then I did ask Ramona Gaylord what she loved. Um, and she went with Ministry of the Future by Kim Stanley Robinson. Mm. And For Small Creatures Such as We by Sasha Sagan. So those were some of the locals that had some good recommendations. Local reads. Yeah. Um, we had somebody text in saying they want to read books that make them feel better about their lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's going on in their life like what can we I mean I guess like maybe let's use that out to like maybe a little bit more lighthearted, maybe a little bit you know make us feel better about just maybe the world in general it doesn't or have to do be they a, want a book that, yeah, make, maybe that is like really the, dark yeah, that yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> let's go all of those places let's go, maybe, let's go to like escapism in the positive and negative <laughs> Um, I don't know. I would say one of the top, um, as everybody has said, one of the top books this year has been Demon Copperhead. It won the Pulitzer, right? So um, it's a brick of a book as we're using that term. <laughs> um, I had a lot of people um, that loved it once they finished it, did not necessarily love it going through it. It's a lot. Um, I don't know if it would make you feel better. There's some heavy moments. Like, it's, it's, so, <laughs> it's so hard. So I don't know that that's the right the right book at all. I'm going to go with um, Wayward by Amelia Hart. Did anybody do Wayward? Mm -hmm. I love the cover. Love the cover. <laughs> um, it's got a little bit of mysticism in that. Uh, three, genera uh, three, three different women, different generations. There's some magic in there and coming to terms with their, who they are in their past. Actually, that could work for your friend. Yeah, this person just clarified they want depressing AF. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we can do depressing. The, a demon copperhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, Northwoods was just named um, the top five from the New York Times today. Um, top five books. Books. Um, it was by a Daniel Mason and um, taking place in the Northeast in a cabin. Uh, pretty depressing, but really good, apparently. Okay. Yeah, if you want to do that. Maine, Northeast Cabin. I don't know. <laughs> Depressing. <Yeah. laughs> I've never been to Maine. I no, can't I don't know. That. But that just doesn't. And matter. I love a cabin. Yeah. Um, how would you recommend? You know, I think there's new books coming out every year. There's always like the hottest book that can't stay on the shelf at the library and is like being bought up by the billions at the bookstores. How do you go about? Um, finding books that are maybe like oh that's just my genre that's what I want but they're older they're not like what people are talking about right now like how do you find those books if you don't know about them talk to a librarian yes. I think you have to talk to somebody that has um, the librarian that has been around okay so if you like this have you ever done this have you gone to this route like you just the tangents I'm sure it's the same at the bookstore right yeah like, just browsing uh, a shelf yeah seeing what jumps out at you and if you can, like, if you can get a little bit of information, 
um, I don't like it's sometimes getting somebody something that they would never otherwise read. Like people are loving the Britney Spears. We have a 300 person wait list. Well, because it's Michelle Williams reading the audio or it's the audiobook version. Oh. There's a 300 person waiting list for the audio wow. because it's Michelle Williams. And then everybody's listening to it and going, oh, my gosh. And so and people that you would never think, Jen Parsons, <laughs> um, that would love it. Um, but is like, wow, that was really fascinating. Really, really good. So um, not, it's, not that it's a literary thing, but you just sometimes you go into it. I love going like you just go on a trip with people. Like if you like this, then let's try this. And. And it's always good when you have success and people come back in and go, oh, my gosh, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. You guys, or, get... you know, I didn't I didn't really like that one that you recommended to me. Have you ever had that? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, you didn't read it, did you? And then they yeah, people like Julia. Well, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, you knew in the first two chapters whether you liked it. Put it down because there's always more. Yeah, I really appreciate it because it's. I did the um, the Halloween Tiffany you know you picked out books yeah, for yeah. people where it was just like you picked a book based off of three words or something and then Chris Ann did that with me yeah there you go fun. yeah and um, I really enjoy I, what was it called go, uh, go, where? Going Going Zero Going Zero yeah was the one that I got which I would not have picked up on my own but no. I, re- I did enjoy it no. you could read it really quick and I love it when people recommend like when we go home like I'm like oh I need to read that like I, I, I love when people tell me books I need to read can I tell you the one the a recent one that I started and I was just like oh, I'm not feeling it and so I put it down and then I I wouldn't say I got shamed by my sister but she was like oh my gosh you got your hands on that it's so good and I was like oh, I don't like it was um, Burnham Wood I feel like that's oh. one that I need to pick up again because um, everyone's been saying that it's amazing it is definitely on the best of every 2023 list. Um, I think that was a, f- I don't know that, I know David Lavender liked it. Um, we talked about it a lot. I have not read it because it's one of those things that I have to, you have to be in the mood for. Yeah. You have to be in the mood for. Um, and it came out right around Halloween, didn't it? Or right before it was like a September book, maybe this August. Summer. It was yeah. August maybe or the summer, but it's definitely one of the best well-written books of the year i'll have to give it a go you don't have to be shamed i know no i mean well now i i feel like i need to give it another chance and that you and can we'll do. see yeah i'll I mean, give it another try go. it um kelly and i also know chrisanne brought some well kelly is a poetry person chrisanne brought in some poetry as well so let's turn our our space towards that a little bit um any poetry recommendations the one that I always go I guess the question that I often go to is maybe for people who aren't poetry people who are like want to dip their toes in but don't know where to start because it feels daunting mm-hmm. um, but I recently listened to Joy Harjo's An American Sunrise book of poems and she reads it on the audio which is amazing and it's it's just beautiful I mean you really can't go wrong with Joy Harjo Um, She actually did a talk at the library this past month for Native American Heritage Month. Um, And I I brought some uh, children's poetry books. There's one called Cherry Moon that uh, Melissa at the library recommended. And then there's also one, the illustrated Emily Dickinson, which is beautiful. It's like um, collage artwork. And it also has little prompts for reflection on the side and and definitions for words that kids might not know or adults right like yes we could do. Exactly. <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> i mean that looks beautiful that looks like a gorgeous book. it really is I mean, yeah it's so beautiful and prompts so that means like for adults who get it explained to us mm-hmm. okay good yeah oh look at that yeah it's gorgeous and we were talking earlier, Emily Dickinson, is, it can be hard to introduce, you know, poetry to, to children, and this is a great way to do it with pretty pictures and fun um, prompts for the, both the parents and the kids. Yeah. All right. Um, 
I'll be really honest, I've been feeling kind of disconnected from poetry lately, um, but I have been really enjoying Lucille Clifton. She, um, I think, writes in a really accessible way that's, like, very blunt and more in, like, today's vernacular, so it's not as, like, flowery poetry, which I think turns some people off. Um, but I also really like Rilke and Robert Bly. Um, and who else? I follow, like, some contemporary poets that have been interesting, too. I for whatever reason, poetry in my head is always a past tense thing. And then to read like a current day poet um, that's, you know, referencing social media or like the internet or whatever is always jarring, but really refreshing. Um, so I've been more into like the internet poetry, I suppose. <laughs> well, and I think also, I mean, obviously we're here talking about books, but I think poetry specifically, um, or maybe especially is able to, kind of expand across mediums like you see poetry on Instagram all the time or whatever mm. and maybe like giving yourself permission to be like that is also reading you know if you're <laughs> like <laughs> it's not a book but like you know if you're scrolling through whatever and you come across a poem and like take a moment to read it like maybe that's dipping your toes back into reading mm-hmm. yeah you could definitely read a poem every day yeah definitely. no but you could you could one could Oh, easily. easily yeah. yeah, not me. I mean, I should, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, while, Chrisanne, you, you mentioned it, but, but also putting out to everybody, um, books may be for parents to read with their children in general. May, if it's, you know, reading books to your kids at night, which was definitely something I loved growing up, um, or if your kid is someone who doesn't love to read, is not the person with the book hidden in their textbook, um, maybe to encourage them to read. Do you have um, series or authors or anything like that that folks maybe should um, suggest to their children? Um, graphic novels are a really great way to get your kids into reading, and the kids love them. They're definitely the most checked out books in the kids section, I would say. Um, they're, you know, picture books with words, and they're like the comic books. Um, those are really great. And then I, I also love for littler kids, there's, um, we have like little headsets and little mp3 players and then it comes with the book so you can listen to the book and read the book if you want to um that seems like really accessible and nice for people as well yeah i i haven't worked in the kids area in a minute but i think any the kids are just happy to just to sit and to to read and to like put their parents and i think it's that's one thing that during COVID that got a little bit, we all listened and listening to books are so easy now with the earbuds in, um, that actually physically touching the book, um, and reading with them is, is, could be really important. It wouldn't matter what it is. It could be a recipe book. It could be, Mm -hmm. um, graphic novels. It could be chapter books. Um, any of them. Harry Potter is still hugely popular. Yeah, it is. I mean, we're still there, and I still love that parents are still reading it along with their kids. Well, then I feel like now, per your point earlier, those of us who read Harry Potter as, <laughs> as the age of, like, I, you know, we were, the, we were aging up with them as they were coming out, are now the parents reading them to their children. Yeah, I right. I, I unfortunately, I, I collected all of them and was super excited to have kids. It's the only reason I really wanted children, was to read Harry Potter to them. <laughs> And they would have nothing to do with it. And I just like, what happened? Um, my daughter eventually read it, but my son still looks at me. He's like, not even a little bit. And he's an avid reader. He just won't go there. They're awesome. We love kids. They have their own opinion. They do. I've seen some parents, too, doing, like, um, if like, there's a movie out based on yes, a book. for sure. Well, let's read the book, and then we'll watch the movie. That's a really fun way to go about that as well. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, and the poems, um, Jen Parsons texted in and she's like, uh, Maggie Smith poems, everybody, Maggie Smith poems. So, and her book out this year, you can make this place beautiful that, um, I don't know if it's depressing, but it's definitely, um, I don't think it's, it's, it's not roses either. Um, and it's beautiful. It's well-written. So if you haven't read and it's not, it has some of that prose in it, but it's definitely accessible. 
Have you read it? Mm-mm. Did you read it? No, I haven't. It was... I haven't finished it, but it's really good. All right. Nice. Um, for our listeners, if you want to give us a call with any questions or comments or you're looking for a book rec or you have a book rec, give us a call, 970-728-4333. You can also text any of us if you have our phone numbers. Okay, I have another on. one. All right, Jenna Nyans has texted in and she said, Demon Copperhead was the best book I read all year. Loved it, darkness and all. And she also loved um, Ileana Regan's memoir, Burn the Place. She's a Michelin star chef who taught, who guest taught at AHA last winter and is coming back this winter to do a residency. And she's super talented and her writing is raw and gritty. A lot of librarians recommended that book. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a great. And Laura read it. Oh, really? Yeah. So that, I think those are really good recommendations. Nice. Demon of Copperhead, again. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the takeaway book. I haven't book. read that I one know. yet. But I, I heard the audio is good for that one, too. How do y'all feel about listening to a book versus reading it with your own eyeballs? I like it. Yeah. I, I like both. I, I do definitely like both. Yeah, I both. like both, too. But I do like reading a physical book more. I would say I get I can... The book comes into me better if I'm physically reading it. Sometimes I'll, I'll just space out or do something with my hands when I'm listening to it. I like listening to it on the bus, right? Or if mm-hmm. you're yeah. commuting. Uh, the reader makes a big difference. Yes. I've noticed that I like to listen to nonfiction and read mm. fiction. Re- yeah. I, I was. Gonna, I'm better with an like a an audiobook if it's like a memoir, especially if the person who wrote it reads it. That yeah. that makes all the difference. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I find that context is really important. Like, I don't um, process things as well listening to them. So it's like certain kinds of books. I really don't say that on the radio. Listen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I love radio too. It's all context specific. Yeah. That was on the other line. But I love listening to an audiobook, like going for a walk or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's perfect. But I do also space out sometimes. Yeah. So. I mean, sometimes with an audio, you can do other things at the same time. You don't have to sit there. So it's kind of, you mm-hmm. can walk and you can, mm-hmm. um, but once you get, like, if you get completely entranced, like this summer, I was the weird girl in the park sitting by myself, like <laughs> staring out into space, staring out into space and people are, I was like, oh, I bet the people are staring at me, <laughs> but I was like, I can't leave it. Like, I just wanted, I just wanted to finish. And it was just mm-hmm. so good that, oh, there we go. We have a call. Hopefully you can hear it. Hi, you're live on Kodo. Hello, uh, my name is Roscoe Kane. Uh, we found some money out, outside the Hanley Rink tonight. Um, if anybody wants to call and claim it, my number is 303 819 Wait, sorry, 303 819 0087. 0087. 0087. All right, if you lost money and you think it might be outside the Henley Rink, give Roscoe a call at 303. 303- Eight one nine zero zero eight seven. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Bye. Some hockey player better call. I know. I know. Gotta love it. That's so cool, though. That there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be an off the record if we didn't have someone calling in with a walking down <laughs> item. Um, do you have any book recommendations that are, oh, I am judging this book by the cover, and that's the reason I picked it up, and it was good? Uh, Bunny by Mona Awad. It was one of my favorite reads of this year. And the cover is hot pink and it has like a black bunny on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's so cute and girly pop. I have to read it. And then it is insane. Like <laughs> it is full girls doing cult things and blood and horror and like all these <laughs> things that I did not expect from it. And it was fantastic. Like really took me on a trip. <laughs> Amazing. What's it called again? Bunny. Oh, there you go. Nice. I mean, with a hot pink and a but, I, know. I mean, search for that book. Oh no, it's it's out there. For yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Evan. Uh, something I picked up based on the cover. Hmm. Well, I can. Nothing's coming to me right now. But I, there was another book I really wanted to recommend. Yeah, go on. That I. That has a great cover too. <laughs> so it's I, here with us today. Is, yeah. <laughs> I've been really into books about doomed Arctic explorers, 
lately. <laughs> yeah. And this is a good one if you're feeling sick of the cold and you want to read about a place that is just so much colder and more miserable. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about this Arctic expedition in 1918 or so. And what was interesting about this one is it's one of it's a bit lesser known. It's about the voyage of the Carluck. The book is called Empire of Ice and Stone by Buddy Levy. And the main reason I like this book so much is because there's a cat in it. The Girarac, a kitten who goes on this Arctic expedition. And it goes horribly. Like the leader of the expedition is a fraud and he bails at the first chance, leaves the crew stuck out there. And the ship drifts locked in the ice for months until it's finally crushed and the crew is left stranded on the ice under the care of this captain Robert Bob Bartlett which is a great name and the whole time I'm just thinking is the cat going to make it <laughs> I, that's my question I don't, I, and wait and this is this is nonfiction, yes nonfiction, yeah. yes because I've read Endurance Mm-hmm. about Shackleton's voyage, which know, it's is also a great book. Sounding impressively similar, but on the other pole. On the other side, <laughs> around the same time, too. Um, but Shackleton, extremely pragmatic. As soon as his ship gets crushed, he goes, we got to kill all the dogs and the cats. Kind of hard to read about yeah. nowadays, but all his men survived. Not everybody survives in Empire of Ice and Stone. But does the cat... Do you want spoilers? No, 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 we don't. I don't want to be depressed the rest of the night. Read the the book. (laughs) The cat survives. The cat survives and... Happy spoiler. Lives to a ripe old age. (laughs) It makes me want to read it more now. Uh, Maybe. And it was a great book. It was such a great story of adventure. This guy, Bob Bartlett, was an amazing leader. And the other person... It's just... The, uh, the leader of the expedition was such a scumbag. They're, they're a great contrast. <laughs> that's all. Does it... I'm always impressed by nonfiction that's able to kind of read like fiction. Yeah. yeah. It does that. Yeah, I, I'll read a Yeah, go for it. Please do. How cool. <clears throat> Yay. So this is chapter 16, Shipwreck Camp. For some time, everyone stared at the surface of the water that had engulfed the Carluck. Two umiaks and the whaleboat, all three of which had been on the deck, floated aimlessly, buffeted by the wind. Bartlett pulled down his hood and tried to bite back tears. He'd been shipwrecked twice before, both times, on Newfoundland's southern coast, but this time felt different. The Carluck had been their home for seven months, and just behind him, marooned on an ice floe in the Arctic Ocean, stood 22 men, one woman, two children, 24 dogs, six puppies, and a cat. Bartlett took a last look at the glassy surface where the Carlock had been. It was already beginning to freeze over at the edges. Goodbye, old girl, he said, and turned to face the group. Uh. So that's the style. <laughs> there's a lot of um, excerpts from the crew members' journals and stuff, so it's very well researched. And But it did read like a, uh, like a novel almost. That's awesome. That's great. Um, I here I'm making sure checking who um, the author was of this one. Um, one speaking of Arctic um, was a a book that I recently read called This Is Chance. This one came out a couple years ago, um, but it was about. You're going to be like, wow, that's really unique of you, Julia. Um, it's a, it's also nonfiction, but it's about the radio reporter <laughs> who was um, kind of like the voice of the community in Anchorage, Alaska during the 1962-63 earthquake that like decimated the whole city um, where like oh. no one could get in or out. It was just like disaster. Um, and her name was Jeannie Chance. And so that's the name of the book. But it's, it's very good. It's... Um, it, I think it came out. I think it came out in 2020, um, but it, it similarly reads very novelly, um, and it's about about her kind of like during. It's interesting because it's actually written. The author writes it kind of um, in parallel with the play Our Town, which was going up was supposed to go up that weekend that the earthquake happened, and so there's elements of like parallels of how he writes this book about this community and this person, kind of paralleling 
the play Our Town, which is interesting. So they're ticking a lot of Julia boxes right there. Alaska Radio and Theater. <laughs> um, I think Chrisanne has some YA recommendations because I don't think we've even... Yes. Um, so these are our new um, YA fiction that are on all the lists. Um, first one is The Davenports. That's by Crystal Marquis. Um, it's based on the real-life daughters of C.R. Patterson, who was the founder of the first black-owned car company in the United States. Um, it takes pla- place in 1910 Chicago, and it's it's got, like, you know, balls and elegance and romance. Um, and then another one is called Silver in the Bone. That's a fantasy by Alexandra Bracken. Um, it's inspired by Arthurian legend and sounds kind of cool. And then um, a really popular romance that I actually saw was on the bestsellers at the bookstore, Check and Mate. Can you guess what that one's about? <laughs> no. <laughs> Chess and love. Um, I actually listened to this really cute book review. And the girl was like, this is my new book boyfriend is in this book. And I was like, oh, I love chess that. Chess man. Chess man, yeah. Um, and then the author who wrote The Firekeeper's Daughter, um, mm-hmm. she wrote a new book called Warrior Girl Unearthed. Um, and she's a Native American author, and it's about a Native teen um, who must find a way to bring an ancestor home to her tribe. And that one sounded really cool, too. And I also just wanted to mention, like, YA is, like, young adult books are great for adults, too. Yeah. Like, I am just starting to get into YA. I I just go into the library and explore that section. And there's a lot of fun books in the young adult section. And really, like, young adult, it just means, like, I don't know, like, the main character is a teenager. Like, I can't think of really other things that make it specifically young adult other than that that's all it has to be okay one character under the age of 18 <laughs> to be classified as a ya little no i mean yeah, yeah. uh-huh well and i think kind of going back to as someone who also loves ya i think can be if you're kind of in a reading slump they're I don't want to say that they're like a lower level or like an easier read because sometimes they tackle really tough stuff Mm -hmm. and are like genuinely amazing books. But I feel like they can also, if they're a little bit shorter or whatever it might be, they can be a good way to kind of like get back in. I feel like YA is often more of a page turner for me. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Well, I also think that they they go so much into feelings. (laughs) 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 And... Um, and so it's, it's, cause it's something that you can kind of read about versus feel, feel. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you ever don't want to deal with your own emotions and that's what, that's YA. what that YA does. I mean, you get those girls in and it is girls. I mean, it's a, it's a very interesting thing. Um, if, a, if a guy is a reader, seventh grade and up, they, they don't stop at YA. They go straight up to fiction, adult fiction. And it's it's very interesting. And girls will stop at YA, hmm. and um, unless the the male reader is into fantasy and stuff, then they stop there. But for the most part, you you don't see it often that boys go into, they go straight up to the adult sh- shelf and we're like, yeah, that's what we're gonna. I'm gonna read this. I'm not gonna read that. Yeah, it it, hmm. it is. It's really interesting. But then girls want to cry. <laughs> it's true. Although I have a bunch of seventh graders that are very into Stephen King and very into horror. And I'm like, what is really? And they're so excited to tell me about their books. And I'm like, oh. And I I just, I love it because they're excited to tell me. And then I'm terrified listening. I'm like, I'm just going to go home and have bad (laughs) dreams now. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. You read that. And then you think about what you read in seventh grade. And, you know, we probably all... Did, what did you read in seventh grade? Do you remember? No. Um, I mean, I feel like I've mentioned this one before. I was a, it was, it is why, and it is a comfort book. I have, it's like in tatters. Sharon Creech as yeah. an author was yeah. like my jam when I was young. Uh, totally. And um, Blue Mobility specifically was like my favorite. And that's the one I have. And it is literally in shreds. And I, I read it every once in a while. And it's just, mm. 
But it does. It's, it's a just, comfort book. Yeah, it's such a comfort book. What did yeah. you read, Christine? I, I was really not reading for fun no. at that age. I was like just doing other things. Yeah. Evan? I don't remember, but D- Demon <laughs> Copperhead made me cry this time. <laughs> <laughs> did you, you listen to it, right? No, I read no, it. You read, read it, read it. <laughs> Kelly, what about you? I actually don't remember what I read in middle school, but I definitely went back through like my bookshelf at home where like my mom lives and in high school I was super into like nihilism and philosophy and horror and like all these really dark things and now I'm like a total romance reader and like That's so read cool. to feel happy and I don't know <laughs> what that trend is maybe adulthood is just catching up to me but like <laughs> I don't really want to be sad anymore when I read <laughs> no sad I was re- I remember I was really into Redwall <gasps> yes, oh, we yeah, love Redwall yeah, yeah. and Warriors. Yeah, the, the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, I mean, cats, and then which y'all might love still, um, very child like kids books, but not picture books. Did y'all ever read Cat Wings? Um, yeah, it's yes, I vaguely remember it. They're and like, we have it at the library. Yeah, it's so good. It's they're like they're. They're not picture books. They're also not chapter books. They're no, more so like... in between. Yeah. It's an in-between book, and it's a great transition book. Yeah, and it's um, about a group of cats who have wings and can fly. <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> Which I kind of feel like the Warrior series probably played off of that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my the kids that came in and that got started in the Warrior series... Like they were junkies. Like there's that's yeah. there's like series within the series, and if you thought Harry Potter was something, then you have this stuff about cats, and it's it's like in putting away those books and trying to figure out what series goes with who and what and what. And I'm like I just I just I don't I don't know anymore. I can't keep track. We have them all in one place. Have you seen the Warrior series? Yeah. yeah. And when they come in, I'm like, oh, you're one of those. That just um, reminded me, I don't know exactly where my brain went, but um, how it got there, but um, kind of ish similarly and also for why I really enjoyed um, my niece who is seven reading retellings of classics, but as graphic novels. Girl, that's so cool. Yeah. She had one and I can't remember what it's called, um, but it's essentially... Um, it was the um, no, uh, the Secret Garden, mm-hmm. but it was a, a girl who living in Brooklyn, and it was a graphic novel, and like so, go- it was really well done. And it's like it is the story of the Secret Garden, but just kind of told in this different way, and also as a graphic novel, and like modernized. And that happens a lot. A lot of it, that is a big trend in that world is retelling of stories in graphic novel form, and I think. Um, we have a ton of them mm-hmm. at the library. Yeah, I love that. Um, There's a lot of non-fic, too. That's a lot of non-fic graphic adaptations. novels. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe not specifically graphic novels, but... No, they are. Oh, well, some of them are, for sure. Yeah. But there's some, like, um, How to Be a Young Anti-Racist yeah. or mm-hmm. Just Mercy right. adapted for young adults. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, those, I think that's so cool. Such a great idea. Yeah. And those are great for adults, too. Like, there's... Um, uh, young people's history of the United States because that is a big book, and it's also big as a young adult book. But it's like maybe it's a little easier for some people to read that version of it. Yeah, we are somehow nearing the end of our hour, which is bonkers because well, like, I could we, another, we could keep going. Yeah, I could totally do this. Um, do you have um, any books that may be um, really like hot authors? that have come out with like a new book this year maybe we haven't seen them as much recently or they have something new coming out that if you liked their first one you'd maybe like this one as well sure um mary beard just came out with a new book uh she writes nonfiction history about ancient rome i study classics and i'm really into this stuff uh and she just released one emperor of rome it's like the nuts and bolts of the job of being an emperor of the Roman world. And it was, I found it so fascinating. If you're interested at all in what it takes to choose a good successor who's going to carry on your legacy, but not murder you to take <laughs> your place. <laughs> that's the sort of stuff this book addresses. Nice, that's a good one. Anyone else? Um, okay, I, 
wait, a book that came out this year or that's coming out? Can I do one that's coming? Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, there's so many books that came out. Um, uh, I really am excited and looking forward to Kristen Hanna is coming out with the women in February of 2024. And so um, I do believe it's going to be, she wrote um, The Nightingale. She wrote Firefly. Like, so a lot of her stuff is being turned into movies and such. We won't comment about whether the movies are great adaptations of the book or not. Um, so that's happening in February. Um, I don't, who else is coming? I don't know if anybody else that's coming out or came out. This is the second one. There's a lot of debut authors recently. Like Yeah, Yellowface, um, RF Quang. She, um, that was a great book. That was a really good book if you haven't read Yellowface. What's that one about? Um, <laughs> it takes place in, um, it's two women, basically outside of, they just finished college. They, they had finished been, grad school. Grad school. They're like emerging authors. Emerging. Well, one. Well, is. one is an emerging, a very successful, and mm-hmm. has been, and one is not quite successful. Uh, without giving it away, um, how do we not give this away? <laughs> um, um, there's some literary theft involved and yeah. a questionable ghost. Okay. Questionable wow. ghost. <laughs> Out for um, revenge. I feel like that was a very important <laughs> thing to say yes. to peak interest, <laughs> and it was really. It's it's a fun. It's, it was a really good. For a debut author, I mean, it w- it did really well, and it was really fun to read. She's written a lot of other popular books, though. That was the biggest Babel. one. And then the whole Poppy oh, War. Yeah, Poppy. Yeah. Poppy so, yeah. so she usually does fantasy, but this is I think this her is first, the first like over to contemporary fiction, more right? Like realism, which is where I'm. Yeah. <laughs> which is where I'm. Where you find her? It's where I find her. That's so good. Um, and I didn't like it for. I wasn't sure about it for a while, and then finally I'm like, okay. And then I was like, oh. This is actually really good. I, and Mohanna said she's reading it, um, but she can't decide whether she hates it. The, she finds it very entitled. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and it's true. It's totally true. There's a lot of entitlement in it. I read um, uh, Pineapple Street. Oh, what did you spe- think? Speaking of entitled. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I liked it. In It wasn't like the best thing I've ever read. I read it right off of reading Circe, which isn't new, but incredible everyone should read it um so i read it right off of that and it was definitely like oh wow this is a very different vibe i enjoyed it because there was an element i mean kind of speaking of um not a retelling of an old story but there was like jane austeny vibe to it it's very much like modern um class structure um how do you engage in different levels of class and things like that while all taking place in new york and i thought i yeah I, and, and that was and a debut novel. That was yeah. a debut novel. And for she was a literary agent, I believe. Yeah. And, and she got it. Mm-hmm. But I, I th- everybody that really, really loved it was also had spent time in the Northeast, like from New York and spent time. And they're like, oh, I knew those places. I knew those mm-hmm. streets. And, and I think that if you that didn't have that connection, I think it was hard to relate to the book. Yeah. I mean, I still, I thought it was like, it was an, it was an easy read. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Um, in our final moments, I'm just going to like free for all of a book that you would recommend, whether it's new, whether it's old, whatever genre we want. Just a book that you think people should be reading. Well, I'll just re-recommend <laughs> Wizard of Earthsea because I love that book. <laughs> <laughs> is that a series or is it? A it solo is a book. series. Okay. The first book is standalone. So okay. You can continue reading it if you're interested in the characters or Maybe. leave it at the first book. All right. I, can, I mean, I can always, I always recommend my go-to is my, I have a book boyfriend, an author. <laughs> he doesn't know I exist, but I tell I'm like, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I live there. Um, Matt Haig, How to Stop Time or The Midnight Library. Yeah. I think it's just one of those, both of those books are, he's actually written many more books, um, nonfiction as well, but I've just decided he's my boyfriend and he's my go-to safety. And in some universe, maybe he is. I think he's married, but that's to, to another author, that's totally beside the point. Different, but different universe. <laughs> We're doing universe. it in a different universe. <laughs> Gotta live there. <laughs> Um, I just want to throw out um, a kid's picture book. Jill from the library recommended these. They're um, the story orchestra books, and they go through classical music, and you go through the book, and it's Mm -hmm. usually like a different um, 
like Swan Lake. It'll be like the story of Swan Lake, and then you flip through the book, and you get to press the different buttons for the different songs, and we have a lot of those at the library. There's a series of them. So, yeah, those look fun. Nice. That's awesome. Um, another favorite of mine from this year was Divine Rivals, and the sequel to that is coming out at the end of December. It's by Rebecca Ross called Ruthless Vows. So that would be another one from me. Amazing. Well, I hope people were at home furiously scribbling notes of all of the amazing <laughs> book recommendations from this evening because that was, I mean, Whistle Stop Tour of that was a whistle so many books you yeah. could be reading right now for every genre, whatever you're looking for. Um, Tiffany, Chris, Ann, Evan, and Kelly, thank you so much for being here this evening. It was so much fun having you on, chatting books. We always love it. Um, Kodo listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for those who called in or texted in or whatever that might be. We so appreciate you. We'll be back next week with more Off the Record. We're actually doing a um, Today is Giving Tuesday. Uh, so next week we're going to be hosting a news-themed fundraising stump the news team show so tune in it's gonna be fun um and we will be back uh tomorrow with more news on koto telluride thanks for tuning in thanks for listening to off the record opinions expressed on this show are those of our guests join us again next week for another installment and in the meantime drop us a line at news at koto.org with feedback and ideas off the record